0: Minimum wage recently went up in many provinces. Rather than talking about that, we want to talk about the impacts it could have on tipping. My name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. With me today are Tyler Herchuk and Mina Labib. Thanks for joining me. So I guess the first point to start is how do you feel about tipping? None of us have worked in the service industry, and it's now just sort of something we... It's an, it's an expectation now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... Um... The norm in North American society is to expect to tip, and really, what that does is is allows employers to pay less with the expectation of that tipping. But if you look at uh, you know places like places in Europe and things like that, where um, the minimum wage or you know the general expectation of service, what they're getting paid is higher. They don't expect tipping. In fact, it's almost rude to tip because you're expected to do your job. so I mean, it's it's really about the balance of what um, employers are expecting of their employees and what sort of society deems appropriate. But really, it doesn't. If everything left equally, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. It's still a job that you're fulfilling. Like you're not gonna go to work and expect a tip when you're, you know, deliver. Um, you know, you're as an engineer or as a lawyer or whatever, you know hey, I just got you off this murder charge, where's where's my my tip? Yeah, I
0: think that's very interesting. Like, you know, it is focused around the service industry mostly um, and like servers in particular, right? Restaurants in particular. But, you know, why is it an expectation for that industry and not in others? And also, why is it an expectation at all, right? It used to be that tipping was, if you thought they went above and beyond in their service, you wanted to give them something extra. But now, how does it make sense that there's an expectation that I should pay you more than you make for your job.
2: Right, absolutely. I worked in retail for about six years, and there would be the odd time where I'd be offered a tip, and my manager specifically said, you are not allowed to take tips. So there'd be times where I went above and beyond, and the customer insisted, 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 and then my manager relented and said, okay, that's fine.
0: Yeah. So why do you think, you know, let's say you work in retail, you help someone find clothes or you bring them to them, right? Like, let's say I'm in a change room and someone brings me 10 different pieces of clothing. I end up buying three. Is that not the same level of service I get as someone who brings me a plate of food, if not more? Right. So I don't understand why there's this expectation.
1: Well, I think um, I remember hearing or reading somewhere that um, it was actually has a bit of a historical context. It was I think it was the Great Depression where... um, as you know, business owners couldn't afford to have the same, to pay the same level to their employees. They started creating this expectation of, okay, we'll pay you guys less, but you know, we'll instill this sort of societal, sort of force to get the customers to offset that. Um, and it, basically, all you're doing there, from an economic standpoint, is passing the burden from the employer to the customer, which only happens, it seems, in the like food service industry. Um,
0: yeah, and that's a, that's a really good point is it's literally the business owners just passing the buck yeah. <laughs> to, to the consumers, right? Like I, I now go in and I get whatever they put on the menu and I have to factor in, you know, there's tax and then 15% at least. Yeah. But I want to switch to that growing percentage. It used to be 15% was like a, like a good tip, like that's the standard good tip. Now it's kind of the minimum tip. Right? And some places are starting to expect more than that as the minimum tip. I had a machine once, uh, the debit machine, it had 25% as the default tip. Do I
2: really want to be paying a quarter more than the actual cost of goods? And it's also, if I'm not mistaken, that's typically added in the machine after tax. So that's even more. Because if back in the day when you're paying with cash and stuff, you would usually factor in the tip before the tax. Mm. So that wouldn't be as much, and that would be... Um, you know, 15%, yeah, it's a good job. 10% is like, well, you know, could have done better. Um, But I agreed, same thing, I was there out the other day and 20%, I think, was the minimum. And that's ridiculous, you know. I can understand tipping, and I'm all for tipping. I'm against mandatory tipping, right? If you did a good job, you went out of your way, you you suggested some special, you suggested something, a drink maybe, great, I liked it, here's tip. You dropped my food, you know, there was terrible service, it was long, you know, it was crap, nothing. Yeah,
0: I I was just out with a friend and he was saying that they went out to a pretty nice restaurant uh, with some family and the server was literally condescending to them, like they changed something in the order and he was like, really? That's going to ruin the dish. And then they still tipped him, you know, 40 or 50 bucks because that was the expectation. And it's like, you're treating me poorly and I'm still expected to give you money on top of your wage?
1: I understand where a lot of business owners are coming from because their budget you know, for what they have to pay for wages is drastically increased just because of minimum wage. And if now tipping goes away and servers want a bit better wage, then that's a huge chunk of money that now a business owner has to handle. But at the same time, you increase your prices and then now customers are going to complain. But I mean, that's going to be a shock to the system now, but it's a result of sort of gradual sort of deterioration of that pricing structure like over decades, right? So whether it you know, gets, can be fixed by a sudden jump or whether, you know, it's a gradual thing. We say, okay, you know, like, let's increase the price of everything by 10% and then, you know, 10% a year later.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to highlight is obviously none of us are servers, so I think many servers would start disagreeing with us, right? You know, it's their livelihood. This is how they make their money. I have many friends who work in the service industry as well, and as servers, um, and it is how they make a decent living. Um, but again, it's fundamentally the same reason people increase the same reason minimum wage was increased was because if you're a business owner and you can't afford to pay your workers a living wage, you shouldn't be employing those people. That's one of the arguments. Is that not also directly applicable to servers? If you can't afford to pay them the wages they want to be making or should be making, you know, maybe the model is broken. Why are the consumers putting it? But so let's pose that question. You know, let's try and Put ourselves in their shoes. Are there other reasons they should get tips?
1: Well, like like you were saying in your in your example, like for your from your personal experience, like if you went over and above and you really did a great job, then and a customer feels like, hey, I wanna I wanna thank you in and the only way I mean in in that context is by giving you money. Then sure, but at the same time, at least in my job, when I've done a really good job in front of a customer of, of my company, mm-hmm. the customer will, say, email my manager and say, hey, look, Mina did a really good job. You know, I thought it was awesome. And then y- you feel the satisfaction of a good day's work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that doesn't translate the same way, but um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, financially maybe is just the, become the norm, but it's not the only way to show gratitude.
2: Yeah. Right. And it seems like in other industries as well, you get, that's, like you said, you get an email, you get positive reinforcement to your supervisor, your manager, and that's almost like a form of tipping. Because if I did a good job, you can't, or you're not expected to give me money, but you give me praise. And it doesn't have the same effect, but it can help your job positively. You know, manager sees good things.
0: Larger companies also have bonus structures and things like that, and like there could be ways to build that into the system. One thing I want to go back to is you said this idea of mandatory tipping, and you meant it, you know, as the expectation. But many places now, if you have, you know, a group of six or more, it's literally mandatory. They put, they make you tip, right? A minimum of 15 or 18 percent. That is the business owner explicitly pushing their cost to you and saying, you know, you have to pay my workers, which, which
2: just doesn't make sense to me. A couple of days ago, actually, I sat down with just three people, and The bill came, I didn't see the bill, you just put it in the machine, whatever, I go to pay, I tipped, and then afterwards I found out it was a 10% service charge for just three people. And it was terrible service to begin with.
0: And yet there's still that that expectation, right? I had a server once look at my bill and then get frustrated and switching to like, Let's say something where it's continual service, so at a bar. Right. If I don't tip well, I'm getting worse service the rest of the night, right? So I now know 15 is the expectation. If I want better service, I have to go above that. So the first drink, you know, if I can afford it, I'm tipping more so I know I'll get actual proper service because it's, it's like, I mean, you can argue it's the free market model, but like whoever can afford the better tip gets the better service. But do you really want that in, in this industry?
1: But I, I mean, just to kind of, at least where I feel like we're going really negative with this and yeah. I just want to like, like it's like, you know, I, I have friends that, you know, our servers are like, you know, that kind of thing. And there are tons of great people that are, you know, actually do have pride in their work. Right. And again, because of that expectation, they use that as a measure. And I've seen servers when, you know, someone wasn't tipped that great or say when they weren't tipped that great, they've come back and say, Hey, like, uh, you know, if you thought that wasn't great, I'm really sorry. Like, you know what I mean? And. Again, it's putting pressure on the server themselves to try to just put this on to, to get better money, and it like it ends up having you're almost having a less genuine interaction or a less professional interaction with someone in that industry because they're trying to you know butter you up to to give you to give you more to give them more money. Um,
0: because their livelihood isn't as based in the actual job, it's based in the interactions with each person. And then also, you know, the cook could mess up. Anyone could mess up and they're losing, exactly. they're yeah. losing money. So they really, it's also, I think, you know, somewhat worse from the, their point of view because there's so many other aspects that could factor into them along wait time, if it's busy, things like that. And I have a I have a bunch of friends in the service industry as well, and they make very good money, which you know, is is good for them. But working a minimum wage job at you know at any number of restaurants actually pays far better than a lot of other jobs because of this cost structure. So is it like you know I have friends who can work a six hour shift, make three four hundred dollars in tips, right? That's a very good wage, but is that let's say, fair to the rest of the workforce?
1: And especially if a lot of it is in cash, how much of that gets claimed in taxes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, that's another thing. Like, I, you know, there's a lot, like, I mean, and, f- you know, fair to them, it's just the system that we live in is that you get a lot of money in cash, you're not gonna then, like, in your tax sheet, it's like, oh, well, you know, I made, like, an extra $20,000 a year, or $20,000 this year in cash. Oh, here's, here's an extra, whatever, 30% of that government nobody's going to do that, right? Like realistically. And from a societal perspective, if that money's going around, like are you then not playing your part in giving back to society and giving back to the tax structure that everyone else pays into? And so it's, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's from a regular, even just from a regulatory standpoint, if everyone is sort of above board making, I'm making this much money, here's what I'm giving in tax. uh, This is the service that I'm expected to give. Then Ultimately, I think everything just is more fair. Yeah.
0: Bringing it back to, you said the you know the friend who, that 15%, if they get less than that, they go and talk like, oh, I'm sorry if there was bad service, right? But there is this kind of baseline at 15, right? So should they not have that if they get no tip, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Like there's, you know, there's a hope slash expectation of some tip. And if they don't get any tip, then it's like, oh, I must not have done a good job. The fact that there's this baseline, that baseline can exist anywhere, and it's just creeping up and up and up. So why not, you know, it's hard to do, but can why not have society just go like, oh, back to zero, right? It's it's just relative to some baseline.
1: Well, I think it's, like I said, it's, it's a cultural norm that's built up over decades that now people are starting to question more. I mean, we're, we're generally in an age of everyone questioning everything, so it's just one of the other topics now. Um, and yeah, I think it's 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 something that it's gonna be really hard to defeat just because, again, cultural norms here dictate it. Yeah, and well,
2: I wanted to touch on what you were saying. You were in Europe and you, there was no tipping culture and you got decent service. Um, I lived abroad for a couple of years and I noticed as soon as I got there, there was no tipping which I enjoyed, but I saw a huge gap in the quality of service.
1: But what I'm saying is, is that like, is that a function of being able to tip or not? Or is that a cultural slash just any service issue? Like if you go to your job and you do a poor job, like a, a customer can go complain to your manager and you, you can get reprimanded in any number of ways. And it's not necessarily, you know, you're gonna be, you know, oh, I won't get an extra $2 from this person today. And also
0: right? why should someone be able to have a financial hit if they have a bad day? Right? Maybe that person was having a bad day, and they like if you go to their manager, they'll get reprimanded and they'll they'll change something. But if you don't tip them, that's money out of their pocket because they made one mess up. Let's say so. There's also that side of it, but we focused on the ser- like on servers in particular for a while. I want to switch to cab drivers because I think you know. Our generation seems to be questioning the concept of tipping generally, and that's one of the reasons I think Uber was quite popular. It didn't have tipping, right? So, in addition to having lower fares, I didn't also then have to tip, right? They've introduced it now, but it's also on my phone. There's no like awkward interaction if I don't tip. It's purely my decision do I want to tip or not? So, does that not, like, that makes sense to me, and it, it kind of is, you know, the writing on the wall that it's going to affect other industries because tips were a big thing in the cab industry. And same with delivery, right? Uber has delivery as well. I don't have to tip my food delivery if I don't want to, if it's good service, that kind of thing.
2: Um,
0: so how do you think, like, what are your thoughts on those industries?
2: Well, with Uber, with the not tipping, I think almost the five-star rating, you know, that expectation, and Uber drivers will kind of tout their own, oh, I have a 4.8, 4.9, whatever. And you see some drivers, they really go out of their way. You know, they have a charge cord ready for you, they have water, some of them have Wi-Fi, they'll put up a hotspot. And with this no tipping culture, they're not getting really recognized apart from just the five-star rating. But in cabs and things like that, um, they, it's, is it mandatory? Or is, not mandatory, mandatory, but it's expected.
0: It's expected, I think. Right,
2: okay. Because, funnily enough, I never really took cabs with my family. I only ever took cabs on my own, and I didn't know that. So there's a lot of cab drivers I apologize to because I wasn't tipping them.
0: You actually, you brought up something that I hadn't thought of, you know, is the rating system not an equivalent to tipping, right? Like what is the baseline of a good rating? Is, because 2.5 is the middle, but 2.5 most of us would say is a bad rating. So there's kind of like, for me, I think like 4 is average, 5 is good, and then one is bad, right? Like that's
1: why Netflix has a thumbs up, thumbs down instead yeah. of stars now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like it, it's the same thing. It's like we expect excellence, so average is actually bad, right? Like yeah. so, especially in like service kind of based things. But yeah, like it, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna like in, restaurants do the same thing, right? Like now Google, Yelp, like all that. You're you're going and you're rating, and people will go to that restaurant more or go to that business more. If it's a higher-rated business rather than a lower-rated business, mm-hmm. and same with cabs, you say, "Hey, like just even just word of mouth, this cab company is good and this cab company is bad," mm-hmm. and that that drives business, which in theory should improve when the business as a whole succeeds. The individuals within that business succeed. You know, yeah. as a business owner, if like you run a business in any other industry, if your business is succeeding, you're hopefully passing that success onto your
0: employees. Again, like bonus structures and things like that. And so what do we think in terms of, now that minimum wage has increased, because we're saying everyone should pay them, a, you should be paid a living wage. That was what was you know kind of the argument. Are we expecting that to affect this? And historically, servers have literally had a cheaper minimum wage because they get tips. So that's even the government jumping on board with this flawed business model, saying, you know what, People should tip your employees and not others so you can pay them less. Um, But that has also, it hasn't gone up to the same degree. It's kind of still a bit lower, I believe. But it's it's increasing. Should we not just elevate it and say, you know, if you're a worker, you're a worker. And that's kind of the baseline. You should make a living wage or whatever.
1: I mean, that would be sort of an idealistic way of looking at it where you're saying, okay, this is what everyone needs to be paid to survive or like, or at least live moderately, comfortably, or modestly, anyway, um, across the board, here's what happens. But the problem is, politically, that would be suicide to do. I mean, we're already seeing sort of the backlash of the current increase. Um, And so I think these things, realistically, aren't going to happen in in any short time span. It's going to happen over a longer period.
0: I also think that you can't really have the government say, like, put a ban on tipping or anything like that. But I do think it's about, like, this is something that will be solved by the free market or not. The same way, you know, Uber was was successful because um, one of the reasons being maybe that people didn't tip, didn't have to tip, Um, you know, if we do want that, if our generation or society as a whole doesn't want that, there will be restaurants who start to offer that, right? You know, there was some restaurant that opened out in Vancouver, but they're not common still. But it got, you know, some headlines that no tipping. They charge higher prices, but, you know, tax in, tip in, you know how much you're paying. If that's something that, and the servers know that when they get hired there, they get a better wage, but there's no expectation of tipping. You know, if the market wants that, it's from the businesses, right? Restaurants will start to shift towards that.
2: What if you even phased in maybe an increase in server minimum wage and then said, hey, we still encourage tipping, but there's no longer, you know, a minimum. So maybe the servers, maybe they're not getting minimum wage, so maybe they're getting $12 an hour, and tipping is no longer seen as mandatory-esque. So, hey, I can walk in, oh, 10%, oh, 20%, you know? So... Tipping is still somewhat encouraged, but it's not like, listen, if you don't tip, you're going to get, you know.
1: But, but how do you implement that, right? Because minimum wage is something governmental, but tipping is societal, right? So it's not like the government can put out a PSA and be like, hey, guys, FYI, everyone, 10% tipping is now the norm piece. Yeah, well, I like, think
0: it's the, that's why. It's definitely from the, the market has to do that, right? So the company, the restaurant in Vancouver said no tipping, right? There is no tipping at this restaurant. It's, right, not needed. Um... So it's more like a restaurant can say like we five percent tip if you think our if you think our did a good job please tip them five percent. It's more from the customer point of view. But one thing I actually bringing back, kind of you know combining the Uber cab with um, the restaurant industry, there's actually a something Uber has started to do is called ghost restaurants. And so they've opened up these rest they've opened up facilities to allow restaurants in that don't have an actual service area. It's just an industrial kitchen. So it's a full functional restaurant that only delivers through Uber Eats. They, so they have way less cost, they don't have to pay servers, and you don't have to tip servers as well. So like, is that not, you know? it'll be interesting I think to see how that moves forward because the, their whole thing is they can get you high quality food in the comfort of your own home for cheaper because you only have to pay a delivery person, right? And, you know, there's all of this cost savings for the actual space, but I think from my point of view, it's again, I don't have to tip. Whatever they're telling me I have to pay, that's what I have to pay.
2: Right, so there's no expectation to tip the delivery driver then?
0: Well, no more than there is right now for Uber, right? But there's no set expectation like there was with a delivery, like a pizza delivery guy.
1: And I think, you know, if you look at it in sort of a different way is, if if you know the person is being properly compensated for the job they're doing, then really there's no incentive for you to tip. But then you enter sort of this gray area where you're like, well, is it my job to be like kind of charitable? Like, I don't know, it's like, it's, is it, but is that sort of demeaning to sort of that person's job? Like you're, you're saying this person's still doing a job, he should be compensated. But at the end of the day, if they're not, then you know, sort of are they suffering by you just being the lone ranger and trying to enforce this no tipping thing? Yeah,
0: I think that's a very interesting point generally is, you know, I've read stories of people who are quite proud and they don't accept tips, right? Like this is the job they do, they don't expect to be paid extra for it. But I had a professor in university who was very much so a fan of, you know, the trickle-down concept and it's you know if he's a, he's a well paid professor so he purposely tips extra because he knows they you can use that a bit more than them but then you are getting into this you know if it's not an expectation is it then charity right and it's like I, I actually took that to heart because I, I am you know, in a fairly decent financial, or I was in a fairly decent financial situation, and so I tried to tip more. Now, I'm not. I have, you know, I, I have my student debt and all these other things, so I can't afford to tip more. But again, it's what is that baseline? Because you know, I would love to tip 15% and say, hey, great job, but 15% is the minimum. So for me to, me to want to give someone extra praise is now 25%. I can't afford that
1: yeah that's yeah that's ultimately again your the ultimate issue is you're passing that burden to your consumer, and in the, the day, you don't like the consumer might not be able to give adequate compensation in addition to the existing price of goods and, and that's service. Some,
0: that's something we haven't talked about at all actually is like, you know I think that's something that we clearly have a privilege privilege is that we can tip fifteen percent without it being a thought. What about people who like can't afford that, who have a harder time affording the, the food in and of itself, right? Like if I, if I struggle and I'm like able to go out for dinner with my family this one time and I can't afford that 15% tip, I'm looked down upon as well. Like that is a whole, like that's a big piece that we all miss that I think is very important. This expectation of passing it to the consumer, what if those consumers can't afford it? Mm-hmm
2: even if a different structure instead of a monetary value, maybe you say there's an option on the receipt. Maybe either you can choose to tip or you can choose to go on their website or do something, write a positive review. Um, but then you get into maybe someone writes a review then takes it down as soon as they get home, things like that. But if you can move it away from a monetary addition, maybe that would be beneficial for a lot of people.
0: Well. I think that's a great point to end it on. I want to thank the two of you for coming on, and I'd love to hear your opinions as well on tipping and minimum wage. Thanks for tuning into The Safe Space. We hope to see you next time.